understand it's cold. I just I don't always immediately jump to like wanting to drink beers when it's hot. You're already dehydrated and alcohol yeah. dehydrates you more. Would you prefer like a milkshake or okay, I, I want a beer float? <laughs> Can you put ice cream in a beer? Hey, fifty one fifty, we're here. It's uh, episode number nineteen. Nineteen. Keeping it fifty one fifty podcast. I don't have any puns about nineteen. You know, Paul Paul Hardcastle wasn't a thing here. We're nineteen. No, no, nineteen. No, 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 nineteen. Gonna have to fucking show note that. Don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Um, Saturday. It's a beautiful day. Oh, it's a million degrees. It's a million degrees, but really nice out. Um, on the way over here, I walked through a car show. Yeah, we have a, in in North Seattle in Greenwood every every year around this time of year on the mm-hmm. hottest day of the year. Yeah. Uh, we have a car show. It's huge. It's like yeah. a mile maybe of of, uh, of this stuff. So. I'm not super into it, but I do appreciate cars like. Older cars look cooler than new cars. There's definitely a peak of around like, I think the 70s, and it's like, wow, that's some really inventive, yeah. amazing-looking cars. Yeah, the 50, especially 50s and 60s cars look badass. But now we're getting to the point, though, they're sprinkling in some 80s cars. Some some 80s cars look pretty cool. Because, I mean, technically those are, I guess, classic. It, but having to whether or not to buy a tabs for your car you don't drive so you don't know the shit yeah, but if your car's more than 25 years old I believe in Washington State you don't need to do it because your car's a classic car so my fucking 92 Honda <laughs> my first guy yeah, would technically no- be a classic car and there were some <laughs> like really just kind of like this is just a fair this is a 2005 Audi why are you fucking yeah, I, I, <laughs> could you just not find any parking <laughs> I just that was my thing it's like if I see a slightly souped up Ford probe, I'm out. Like I'm just gonna like peel <laughs> off of whatever block I'm at because like you go there to see bananas, like either like weird European cars or just like look at this Bel Air. It's like you know, yeah, chrome green and chrome's all shiny. Oh, oh there was um, uh, oh, and there was also um, I'm conflicted because I'm a fucking right on woke awesome. Uh, think guy that doesn't believe the, the cops should be shooting people, but they had old cop cars from oh. from the from the 60s and 70s, and they. It, you walk past him, you go, I'm in, I'm in a movie. I'm, yeah, like, oh, <laughs> I'm, shit, I'm on Stuskies. This is awesome. Fucking rad. They were so cool. They also looked like incredibly dangerous. It's just all like no, no fucking airbags, no seatbelts. No. All these cars, like, it's just like, we should make definitely the dashboard out of metal with no <laughs> padding because no one's ever going to like be thrown into that at high speeds. You know, I'm not saying you have to agree with everything no. Ralph Nader's ever done, but you <laughs> might have had a point <laughs> that, uh, you know. It's only like a million horsepower. It's not like this can get really fucking fast. <laughs> They had a DeLorean a little bit further oh, down. Oh, really? Okay. Is, There's a DeLorean club in town because uh, I went to some roller derby matches. Oh, yeah. Where they rolled out like half a dozen oh, like DeLoreans. And you're like, so this cool. is fucking cool. <laughs> there used to be a band in town called the Flux Capacitors. And I think at one of their shows, they had like the DeLorean fleet come out. Because So uh, do you care? You don't care about cars? So. Not not at all. I mean, well, not, sorry, not, not at all. That would be not true because I walked down the car street going like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. But yeah. I'm not like, I'm not into cars. I don't. You're not, you don't like look at an engine and you're like oh that's one of them no car engines uh, well <laughs> no, like. they had the hoods popped on a few of them and yeah. the, the engines were like spotless shiny chrome and even as a former engineer i'm like oh yeah that would be hard to keep clean because they're all full of like smoke and oil and shit <laughs> also what's weird is when you see those classic cars where it's like a car from the 40s and they have the hood popped you're like there's not a lot of stuff in right. here compared to like when you pop a hood on like mid 2010 car yeah it's full it's like <laughs> it's full of to things. the point where you can't like get your hand in to like replace fucking headlight bulbs <laughs> and stuff like it's like you need that you need a special grabber tool to pop this my car out. you have to take the battery out to replace one of the headlights it's fucking annoying because headlights go <laughs> yeah exactly and and these old cars like you could fit a cut like a family of cats like yeah in, from between <laughs> the engine and like i think you're supposed to be able to work on your car as well and that was kind of part yeah of now it, that like... they are that is not a consideration so in conclusion i don't give a fuck about cars but old cars are cool and yeah. um i might get a hot dog on the way out of here because there's a lot of hot dog stands yeah i haven't been to that side of the of the show yeah, yet so i might, might, <laughs> might come okay the, the only other thing i noticed um was there were a lot of uh the kind of people that you don't usually see in Seattle, certainly in this kind of more pleasant, kind of hippie-ish North Seattle. A lot of t-shirts with, I can't hear you over the sound of my freedom. Also, Fuck I, w- you guys. I, would, I would make the case that, while well, freedom isn't free, it <laughs> is very quiet. Like, you should be able to hear me clearly over that. Um, oh, the t-shirt didn't make sense. It helped. It was just served as a label. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Politics. Po- yeah, <laughs> look at that. What, what are we talking about? We got to talk about politics, dog. Yeah. We're not going to do that. Instead, what we're going to do is... Uh, what we have. 
Oh. Not very far, but you know what? We can keep it short. Yeah. I'm assuming we don't have any. I know we don't have any. The last time I looked, we hadn't had any more five star uh, or no, no comments. I I'm trying to get people to do it. I, we'd start a Facebook page. You guys can, you know, use I gotta that. invite more people to like it. We have an insulting amount of likes. I would say it's like fourteen, seventeen, <laughs> it's, it's, oh, seventeen. 17. It's risen. I would almost prefer zero to seventeen. I'm gonna be real yeah, it, honest with you. Because it looks like we're trying. <laughs> zero, zero's like, oh, we're fucking underground. It's the grindcore scene report. Seventeen is like we put that out and people were like, nah. nah. Like we're not gonna try and stop you, but yeah, but we're not gonna like do the the least we could do, which is like, hey, I know that guy. Like, like, <laughs> like unfollow. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's we all know that move, right? Oh yeah, I've seen your band. Like, oh, unfollow. Don't want. <laughs> yeah, don't want. Don't want my newsfeed full of your gigs. <laughs> yeah, but what we are trying to promote some of our sponsors. Yeah, we got. We got to get that money. If we're gonna buy classic cars. Park yeah, them on the street, <laughs> then eat hot dogs and just bask in the attention that it gives us. We'd get more than 17 likes if we had a hot rod. Yeah, yeah. We just write keeping it 5150 on the side. You know what I saw? You need to walk down the Everway because All someone right. has two Jurassic Park Jeeps. Oh, man. Like, he took a Jeep and then looked at the original like 90s Jurassic Park and was like, I'm going to paint them and put all the decals <laughs> on them like that. And it was this plain, like, tour narration from Jurassic Park on, like, a fucking boombox. That guy's got sponsorship money. Yeah. From, I guess, Jurassic Park? I'm not sure. It's like The whole Jurassic Park Corporation. Yeah, because that was a documentary, right? Yeah, it was about how um, monsters can come to life. <laughs> that cameraman was really steely. He got some great shots. The one of the, the water, just like... <laughs> <laughs> The yeah. circle, the circle. Some of that may it? have been reenactment, Errol Morris style. Like he's like, you know what I noticed but didn't catch? Water vibrated. Let's let's get in there. He should have really saved uh, Newman's life from from Seinfeld. I feel it's like he weird. could have. He really had the opportunity to step in and be a good Samaritan there. But yeah, it's also weird that he had to have known what the plot was because he was just following <laughs> Newman around. Yet he was like, not gonna tell anyone. You know what? Not gonna, <laughs> not gonna witness him get murdered. Walk away. Go back to shooting. Not mention anyone. Yeah. As you say, steely dude. Possible <laughs> sociopath, but you know what? I like. He made a great documentary. <laughs> he did. <laughs> we should probably actually read that. That was quite the digression. It's that time of year again. Merry Christmas, 5150ers. One of the most stressful things about the holiday season is picking out that thoughtful gift for the people who mean the most to you. But there's so many different people with so many different needs and prejudices. What if we told you there was a single place where you can get a great gift for everyone? You'd be all, what's the deal? And of course, we'd be all, shut up, I'm going to tell you the deal right now. Fuck's sake. Who wants this raccoon.com is a best-in-class wild carnivore delivery system. It combines taking your money with sending a live raccoon to your friends and relatives in a way that other so-called wild carnivore delivery systems can only dream of. Shots fired, send a wolf through the mail.com. Prices can be as low as just $40 per raccoon, rising to $80 if you want the deluxe package, featuring bandages and a rabies kit. We're legally obliged to mention the inherent dangers of opening a cardboard box filled with angry raccoons, but we're morally obliged to mention it's Christmas, live a little. Use the code 5150 and we'll throw in a couple of ringtail lemurs. Andy, check if raccoons eat ringtail lemurs before we send out this ad copy, okay? Who wants this raccoon.com? Because sending a bunch of squirrels just won't cut it. I went back. Um... Yeah, so we got a uh, a beer pairing on this one. Um, it's what is it? Spectra Happy Pilsner. Sounds like this. Spectra yeah. Hoppy Pilsner. Oh, it was Hoppy. Okay, I thought it was Happy. I was gonna say it's gonna be the only Happy thing during the course of this uh, podcast, probably. Right. But so we're gonna pour the shit. It's gonna have a lot of head. All right, our feature segment for today. Other than this beer, is uh, something that you pointed out to me. Yeah, this is this is something I was initially quite excited about. Rolling Stone put out a list of the top hundred metal albums, so I'm like, oh well, that, that sounds interesting. Uh, we have opinions about metal. We do, and, and so do they. Cool. Let's let's see let's see what they got right, what they got wrong. That sounds like a- well, so yeah, and when we this was originally brought up, we we're like, oh, this would be a good opening segment. Yeah. Then I was perusing it, and I was taking notes, because I, I, you know, this is like an hour before we're like, like going to get together. So I was just like, I kept having more and more thoughts, and I realized, 
I don't think this is an opening segment. I think this is the feature That's segment. Good, because we don't have a feature segment. Because so. otherwise, we were, uh, it was just going to be like, what are you reading? What was the last <laughs> meal you ate? Like, um, P.S., a brief history of seven killings and pizza. <laughs> the I do think, like, before we hop into specifics, I will say that overall, I think that they were very fair about the bands. Like, the most of the bands and albums that were put on, I there was there was very few that I was like. Yeah, know. absolutely. I think they they really um they they did their homework. They weren't just like randomly slapping records together and and or, or deliberately trying to be provocative. Um, I would say that the earlier part of the list, the the hundred through fifty, is much more wide ranging, and that's where I think that they're they're not less conservative. And I think as they get into the top ten, they it's almost like they're afraid to to buck trends. And some of those is like they. It probably should be like those are like the albums you think of when you think of historic metal bands sure, for a reason. Yeah. It would be cool if they wildcarded it up a little more. Also, I think they leaned heavily on a couple of bands to a to a degree where I'm not sure if the discography warrants it, but we could talk about that. right. So, so where should we start? What, what do you you've made a bunch of notes? So, uh. so I think to begin with, before we talk about albums that I think at least I agree should be on this list i think we should just talk about the bands that i read and i was like i don't think any of this band's output belongs on the list of 100 best anything so i think we should talk about that right what uh, what did you what did you have okay as i and this is, i read it and made no notes <laughs> okay um so number 100 on this oh, list is a Avenged Sevenfold. Yeah, Avenged Sevenfold. I think it's City of Evil is the album. And yeah. I, I would just make the case. It's like if if they're trying to check off a box of like, hey, this is a whole like movement of music. Let's pick a band in that, and it's number uh, one hundred. So this is like, yeah, who cares? Not, I care. You want to know who cares? It's all, it's also I the, do. It, it matters because it's the first one on your fucking list. I mean, yeah. I know it's the last. It's the least important. But it's how your article starts. So you know, get that right. Also, <laughs> props to Rolling Stone for getting how lists work. I'm sick of opening the list of like top. Top ten or top twenty-five, <laughs> and it yeah. starts with number one. Yeah, Motherfucker, <laughs> I want to work to that. I want to be guessing as we go along. At least they were cool. They won't even let you scroll down. It's like no, it's great, isn't it? You have to like click a button to get to the next one. Um, uh, this one which we touched on at sixty-seven, Operation Mindcrime by Queensrÿche. This straight up should not be on this list. No, Operation Mindcrime shouldn't be on it. No band from Bellevue should be on any list other than a list of bands from Bellevue that you shouldn't listen to. There's like a million bands that sound like that. Yeah, like it's like what you didn't technical. want to put like uh like a Halloween album or something on there like Keeper of the Seven Keys Part Two not good enough for you. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, like fucking. So at number forty-two, Diamond Head. Who gives a shit about Diamond Head? Why is there that, a, that was the title? Who gives a shit about like, Diamond Head? Why is there a Diamond Head album? Like, because Metallica like them so much. Did Lars Ulrich make this list? He's like, that's the forty-second best album I own. Puts it like above some Iron Maiden album, I think. At that point, it's, it's, it's above Mastodon. It's, it's above from Leviathan. It's well, Exodus. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, Mo- oh, we'll talk about that. Uh, Motley Crue, a Judas Pri- stained class by Judas the Priest. Motley Crue are on here a lot. And for, There's if, two Motley Crue albums. For, uh, we're not, we're, we're not doing hard rock. That. We're doing fucking metal. Well, Motley Crue, I guess. I guess they're more metal than too rat fast, than that. But. Too Fast for Love, you can make the case. It's got drop D riffage. Shout at the devil. That's a hard rock out. That's like, right. that's just glam rock. Like, you can't, that's not a case you can make. But. <sighs> I the fact that there's even two don't bu- like Rodney Cruz. <laughs> there's a Van Halen album on here at 36. Uh, women and Children's Verse? Yes. Yeah. Probably the second worst uh, David Lee Roth Van wow. Halen album. This is such a weird choice. One, one, one Van Halen record one Van and Halen, this one. And it's the one they found at a yard sale. I don't know how they got like, to like Women and Children's We wanted to put verse. Van Halen 3 on there. but <laughs> It's real. And they're like, this is their heaviest one today. It's like, is it? Is it like um, as much as I love Van Halen? Just don't put, don't them, put on them on the list. Just go ahead and just <laughs> drop them the fuck off this list uh, and make room for like Montrose <laughs> or, or Sammy Hagar solo, the Red Rocker. All right, that was the what the fuck additions. I think the next thing we should talk about is bands that we think deserve to be on this list, but we we're a little baffled by the albums that were chosen. Yeah, yeah. So, do you want to start us off? Do you have what? Well, the first one I thought was um, you probably got thoughts on Mastodon, but uh, uh, Caius, like Blue to the Red Sun. 
Blue Suede Sun's okay, but there's a lot of tedious bullshit on there. Whereas Welcome to Sky Valley is fucking amazing. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, it's funny. Kaya's a great. Uh, Queens of the Stanley's are fucking great. Also, also not represented on here, which is a, a bit of a shame. Yeah. If you qualify as metal, but fucking Motley Crue do, then Queen of the Stanley's definitely do. So, yeah. Um, so, Carcass. No. Heartwork is Carcass's best record. Okay, I was wondering it, like, how you were going to feel absolutely, about Absolutely. It's, it's a beautiful, it's a masterpiece. The other stuff that Carcass do, the early, like, proper grindcore stuff, not as enjoyable. It's it's okay. good, but it's, um, the, maybe there's probably better grindcore bands than, than Carcass doing yeah. that. But when they, when they go, we're still a grindcore band, but we also really love Judas Priest. And they, they blend those two together. They get Mike Armour on guitar as well and they harmonize yeah. leads and stuff. It's it's amazing. The only one that might even be better will be Surgical Steel, that their, their follow-up from like t- a couple of years ago, which also sounds like hard work. Um, speaking of grindcore, at 88, they have oh, um, yeah, man. Pig Destroyer. Terrifier. Terrifier is a, is a really good album. Yeah. Prowler and... Prowler in the Yards are a masterpiece, though. So yeah. it's like you got to put Prowler on there if you're if you're gonna have one Pig Destroyer album. It's Prowler. It's not Terrifier, but right. it's it's weird that they opted for that. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, there's a couple a couple of Maiden albums um, that stick out on this list. Like I, I'm there's, my, there's I'm Maiden next. There's three. There's three of them. There's so three it, Iron Maiden. At least three Iron Maiden. They put the so. debut album on there. The debut album is not very good. Can, it's, like, it, it, sorry, it's, within it's very good. It's by Iron Maiden. Within the sphere of Iron Maiden, it's it's not like it's and they have fucking over... no prayer for the dying is as good as their fucking uh, is their, as good as their opening album. It's fine, but they have them. Uh, they have that debut album ranked above Power Slave. They do. Power Slave's a masterpiece, which and, is and Life After Death is a masterpiece, and which is even Seven Sun, even fucking Brave New World. All of these records are way better than the debut. I don't know if this is appropriate for this segment, but uh, there's a lot of Aussie albums. There are really are a lot of Aussie albums, um, or at least there's, there's two. Like, there's, there's two Aussie solo records, right? And one of them yes. is one of them is Diary of a Madman, which isn't very good. Yeah, like there are better Aussie solo albums than that. Like the the debut's better, and that's on there. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the live Blizzard, one, yeah, Blizzard of Oz. It's like yeah, it's got to be on there somewhere. Absolutely. And the but if you're gonna put another one. The live version of Blizzard was like the Randy Rice tribute record. Because that's the best one because at one point he's like, strike up your marijuana cigarette <laughs> flying high again. And then they start playing flying high again. First one is like for that type of thing. Yeah. Really it's good. It's really good. There's only a couple of cringy songs on it, which is pretty good for an Ozzy Osbourne uh, yes. like solo yeah. album. Because that, like, that ratio gets worse and worse as oh. it goes on. Yeah, by the time we uh, got... Need to I remind the- you of Zombie Stomp on fucking uh, No More Tears. Uh, the fucking, that Perry Mason song. Oh, that's pretty bad. It's really bad. <laughs> it is laughably bad. So, um, I think, uh, I think the next step should be, uh, albums that are on this list that are too high, that are ranked too high. Okay, let's, let's I see. have some. Okay. So, this is roughly an order of where they're at now. Ministry, Ooh. Psalm 69, is at 80 and I almost feel like that feels like somewhere between 90 and 100. I think it should be on this list for a type of industrial music. That Ministry album was a, was a thing. Like it, it was. Jesus Built My Heart Rub was a thing to a lesser extent. Just One Fix was a thing. Yeah. New World Order, sadly. No, the New World Order is dreadful. No, but it's like there's a lot of bands who heard that and were like, okay, Got it. <laughs> I got it. like that unlocked the thing. Like, and there's better industrial metal albums. Uh, Nail Bomb. Yeah, if if that's the standard, I would I would swap this out for for Nail Bomb. Even though uh, without Ministry, there'd be no that. This isn't a list of like albums we have to respect, and and uh, it shouldn't be a list of albums we have to respect. And if it wasn't for this album, then we wouldn't have this album. It should just be like these are the best records. And yeah, fuck you, Psalm sixty nine. Nail Bomb's a better record. Life of Agony. River Runs Red at fifty eight. That's a little high, isn't it? Like, that's very high. Life of Agony aren't a bad band. Although the record they did after that with Weeds that was like really, really poppy, I, yeah. I like that one quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and they've they've had they've had an interesting career. They had um, the singer quit the band for a while, and they replaced them with the guy from Ugly Kid Joe. Yeah. And I think I've probably talked about this. I saw them at one of the Ozfests, uh, and he was really good. He has shaved head. He's fucking going for it. It's like, oh, well done, Whitfield Crane. Like who knew you could front Life of Agony? <laughs> but Life of Agony is a real like lower. I would. I would. Put it's them weird that lower tier band. They're on here and Biohazard aren't. That seems that seems unbalanced. Like yeah, they're they're, they're that kind of like New York hardcore ish. Yeah, of that time period. Like, uh, uh, quicksand like, aren't on like, here. Yeah, Fucking, like, yeah like, manic oppression somehow did not make this. H two O on on this. I don't know. H two O very good. Thicker than water is not a good album. Motley Crue, shout the devil at forty four. 
at 44 out of 100. No, that's not. This too- isn't even a metal album, <laughs> but if you're going to call it a metal album, it, it, it can't be higher than 91, right? <laughs> sure. Like, is- yeah, it's in the bottom 10%. Though. All right, Danzig, yeah. first solo album, 23. That's very high. <laughs> it's above South of Heaven. That is very, very I mean, look, <laughs> Twist of Cain and Mother are both really good. The production on Danzig is terrible. It's the thinnest, wimpiest, <laughs> shittiest sounding album. <laughs> it, like, it is, it's like, a shame because those are some good riffs. It's hot garbage. <laughs> and so, like, that, I'm not to, again, like, I like that album. 23, that's unconscionable to put like this on 23. Like, no. This is not the 23rd best blues based hard rock <laughs> album. You know what I mean? Let alone metal. Like, let alone a whole, like, desperate collection of, like, shit. Yeah. Yeah. It may not even be the 23rd best album that has dancing on it. <laughs> <laughs> if you count all the misfit stuff, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was surprised to see so many Black Sabbath records, but not the not Sabbath Bloody Sabbath. It's weird that Sabbath would have this many albums in it. Yeah, to be quite honest. I mean, I can see Heaven and Hell being on this list because we didn't talk about the Dio. No, it's it's, it's a bit of fun actually having having uh, Heaven and Hell on there. Yeah. Oh, so. and, and Dio's um, Holy Diver records on there as well. I don't. I only know the the title track. And it's it's really good, but that song has a really bad guitar solo on it. I'm gonna have, have to check it out again because I, I remember it being a good song. But especially if they were trying to like come at Randy Rhodes, <laughs> yeah. Right. If you come at the King, you best not miss. <laughs> like they missed, they fucking bricked that shit out. Like, um, okay. So before we get into the top, talking about the top fifteen in a little more depth, I yeah, would say I think it's worth being really angry two, about this. <laughs> yeah, I would say I got a couple albums that I think were too low. Okay, they, to be they were on the list, but they should be higher up. I think they should be higher up. Uh, Dillinger Escape Plan, Calculating Infinity is at 56. Okay. I mean, 56 is really good, but I would say that this album, for the mathematical kind of style of like hardcore and metal... Is, is it, like, one is it of kind the, of the best example of Yeah, of this that. is like... I'm not saying that it, it should be in the top 40, but I do think it, needs, it should okay. be a little bit higher. Um, I, I mean, it's it's a good record. I've, I've not heard it. Is it a good record on its own? Like, it should be... It's yeah. not just it's influential. It's my, it's my favorite Dangerous Gate plan. Okay, um, I might put Bloody Kisses a little bit higher, because it, it was... It, um, it's a 53, and it's it, it's, it, it's damn good fun. And it's also like, dumb, super, like, super, smart, but really dumb. <laughs> yeah, like, a lot of, like, more gothic-y stuff can kind of be so self-serious, and type yeah. negative is a fucking... They're like, the smiths of this. They're so good. This one might seem weird, because you know my opinions on it, but the Black Album... But, but where, did, where did that end up? 25. Yeah. Kind of feel like that should be higher. Because it's... Th- they mention it so much in the opening paragraph. and it, Also, I read quite a lot of the articles about each record, and they were saying, yeah, we decided... To, we heard the Black Album, so we decided to push in that in that direction a little bit more. Like, I think Countdown to Extinction, Heartwork, and a few of the others, it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, the record company's giving us pressure from... Because the, the Black Album sold a billion units, so we're like, how are we going to... Yeah. So it's like... It's important as well, as well as being a fucking cracker. It's it's, uh, yeah. it's so good. And also, like, I gotta go outside my own head for a minute. Like, there's a lot of people when they think of a metal album, that uh, now well, probably opening riff to to Sense of Sandman like, yeah, when it kicks or in. They they think about black album shit. I'd have put South of Heaven a lot higher. It's a forty-seven. It, it's my I, I go back and forth on this and season and the, the abyss, um, but it's. It's so fucking good, and it, there are not forty six better metal albums than South of Heaven. They're just that, that's I don't point. think there ever will be. That South of Heaven is my favorite Slayer album. All right, so what we're gonna do is uh, we're gonna do a, like a quick hot take on the um, the top fifteen in a little more detail now that we've kind of. By the way, Melissa was by Mercy Fates number seven. <laughs> So this, is, this is where they, this is where like the stakes are really high now. You, you you've been reading this from the beginning. You're like, well, where's my favorite metal album? You haven't mentioned it yet. Either it's not going in or it's in the top fifteen. This is exciting. Yeah. Okay. Number fifteen. Ozzy Osbourne, Diary <sighs> of a Madman. Come on, come on. If I were being very harsh, this shouldn't be in the top hundred list of, uh, of no. metal albums. It's not very good. It's a lot of filler. It has Flying High again, and some other songs. It's fine. Um, then 14, Black Sabbath, Volume, Volume 4. Four. It's got some good songs in it. Snowblind, Supernaut. Supernaut's a really good song. But I like the album cover is really good. Too. Yeah, it is. That's I think that's like people going about that first, um, uh, Dark Throne. 
Dark Throne, yeah. People go, oh, that's the, that's the blueprint for um, black metal albums. This kind of is the blueprint for that. Like, it's yeah. dreadful. <laughs> <laughs> but it's rad. It, it shows the incredible sleeves that Ozzy Osbourne used yeah. to, like, circa 1972. <laughs> like, um, they Again, this list overvalues Sabbath super hard, and the fact that Volume 4 is, like, the 14th best album, is okay. that's not true. No. Oh, okay. 13, my favorite ever band, uh, and not a great record. The first Iron Maiden album. <sighs> I would I would make the case that you put Power Slave right here. Yes, I would. That, be, that would be if you're going to put Iron Maiden right here. That you that that I, would that would be my recommendation is you switch uh, Power Slave and I or, might even mix it up a little bit and put Brave New World in there because they they came back actually, super strong with that record. Actually, yeah, I would do Brave New World deeper in. Power Slave of 13. Um, All right. Scream of Avengers, Judas Priest, 1982. This is really 12. good. Um, Judas Priest also gets crazy run in this the, the, list. The two, them with two records, right? They're just same class in this. Is there another no, one? No, there's another one. Oh, there's another one. It's, okay. com- it's coming up. I, Spoiler alert. I don't believe there's um, Painkiller isn't on this list. No. and Painkiller is weirdly good. It is, because it, it's also like, they're, re- they're about, oh, they must be almost 50 when they made that record. And they've been a metal band for a long time, but they hadn't been a thrash band. And then the fucking drummer, drums and guitar wise, became a thrash band yeah, or power metal well, band in, or something. Like in production, well, production wise, they double down on actually sounding heavy, which is the problem yeah. of a lot of Judas Priest stuff, where you like listen to it and it's just like production wise, it's like it's kinda, good guitars, kind of wimpy. Uh, artwork wise, <laughs> it's got a weird eagle. <laughs> not sure that, about robot, a ro- eagle. robot eagle with missiles. <laughs> Um, it's in the most 80s fucking diagonal lines. Yeah. Like and, Japanese and, kind and of sun flag. Judas, the Judas Priest logo is some, somehow now three-dimensional. <laughs> it's a weird choice. <laughs> um, all right, let's, let's, let's move on. Oh, 11. Okay. 11. Metallica, Ride the Lightning. Because there are 10 better albums than well, this. Well, this is what I was going to point. This is, I was going to talk about this. This is too low. I might have to put this at number one. And I, I'd be su- I'm kind of it surprising has- myself because I don't know if it's even my... It's, I don't know what I don't know where else you put it though. Like it's it the, has it's to the be, best Metallica album. It has to be top five, <laughs> definitely. Like that's when I saw it at eleven, I was like, this should have been top five. Yeah. Without seeing what the actual top five was, right. I was like, I can't imagine this not being top five. We'll get there in a second. Yeah. So you might have noticed that in, uh, the the uh, as I said this is starting to get a lot more conservative. Like the albums are now all from the all from the eighties. Sorry, there's nothing after 1985 in the top 15. I think it's like there's no no yeah. the, no boats get rocked. It's there's a lot of safe choices. Yeah. coming yeah. up. So top 10, cracking the top 10. <sighs> Number 10, vulgar display of power. I've forgotten we, this was rated so fucking high. I, it's hard to divorce my feelings of how much I don't like Pantera <laughs> to to versus everyone else's feelings about Pantera. If you're gonna rate a Pantera album this high, I mean, it probably should be "Vulgar Display of Power," right? Like, I, I guess so. "Vulgar Display," he listened to it, it was perfect. It made him cry. <laughs> Just the first four songs, <laughs> Then he walked out of the studio and started drinking. Yeah, the the first five. That's right. The, the, if this was an EP, first five, really good. And yeah, then, my my. And then it, it tails off really fast. <laughs> yeah, it tails You're off. Really not bothered about that B side, are you, lads? Okay. All right, number, number nine. nine. Blizzard of Oz. Okay, you know that's that's, yeah, that's fair. Right. That's fair. I, it's a great record. My really personal, enjoyable. My my personal list would not have this that high, but I could see it. It's it's got a lot of hits on it. It's yeah, got, yeah. It introduced people to Randy Rose because other than if you were like a real big original Quiet Riot before they got successful, fan <laughs> you hadn't heard the Teutonic shredding. That, that that record just makes me happy. It's it's really good. Oh, eight number eight. Megadeth. Peace sells, but who's buying? Huh. This is weird because we talked about Rust in Peace, which is on this list, At but ni- nineteen, I think, much lower yeah. than this. Of, I th- of I, the, like you know, I think Rust in Peace is Megadeth's best record, right? If this is a list of best album covers, <laughs> oh yeah, then this then this we, is too low. <laughs> this is too low. It's I mean, Rust in, Rust in Peace is still better, <laughs> but it's one Rust in Peace, two Peace Cell, three Scream for Vengeance, inexplicably. <laughs> Really like that robot eagle. It's so fucking rad. (laughs) That robot eagle massacring. I figured out what our next album cover is going to be a parody of. (laughs) Number seven, fuck this bullshit. Like I'm really angry that they went with a compilation of Motorhead songs. Yeah, as the number seven best metal album of all time. That's fucking bullshit. I'm sure like other bands have greatest hits. If we just what would you would you swap this out for another Motorhead album? Would you put a Motorhead album in the top ten? 
No. No, um, if you're going to put a Motorhead album should be on this list. Ace of Spades would be the safe choice. Iron Fist would be the slightly less safe choice. Okay, Overkill. Not Overkill. Like Kill. Okay. Yeah. Um, Overkill's good. I, I really like Iron Fist. I, like, that's all the kind of the same period. Yeah. And they're all kind of the same. Album. Yeah, but it's also, like, considering it's Motorhead, like, why bother putting a compilation on, like, Pick Ace of Spades. That's also got a bunch of other kind of songs that sound like Ace of Spades uh, on it. Like, six. Number six. Rain and Blood. Rain and this Blood. Is, we talked about South of Heaven, and you talked about Seasons of the Abyss probably being the, I the think best Slayer album. Most people, just the the standard line on Slayer is Rain and Blood. It's the best Slayer album, and so it's number six. I feel like that's what it is. So um, Angel of Death and Raining Blood are both probably better songs than anything on any of their other records. But, yes. But, there's, there's but there are eight other songs. In fact, and the, and the ones I have on Spotify right now, there is the middle the middle eight. Um, and then there's two more at the end. One of, one of it's just like a, a cover and then there's like a criminally insane remix. You're like, don't do that. Don't fucking, don't fucking tamper with this record. It's supposed to be 10 tracks. Yeah. Like that's the canonical way of expressing Rain in Blood. Don't fuck around with it. That, yeah. that upset me. <laughs> Like, oh, and it, it, it is. I have things to get upset about <laughs> in, yeah. in Seattle over the last two weeks. Oh, no, definitely this. Yeah, the, 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 White yeah. guy privilege right there. Yeah, no shit. Like, Good number God. Five. Number five, the first Black Sabbath record. That dude who wrote the metal is the worst thing is so fucking pumped. He was mad when, when <laughs> Sun Baper was on yeah. this list, and then he read oh, number five. Black Sabbath. Oh, if I was if I was a judge of this list, but I'd put Black Sabbath at number five, and then number four, some baby. <laughs> Be like, yeah, yeah, better, better than <laughs> the, the beginning and the end, back to back. This is not that great when you just sit down and listen to it. Like the opening track, Black Sabbath, with the, the thunderstorms, pretty cool, and it's really slow and doomy, and and, and then it. There's the wizard. The wizard's not good. It's got a harmonica on it. I think it's got Dirty Woman on there, and like, uh, oh, Evil of- Woman. That, and there's a lot you know, of women, a lot matter. of women there's records. There's a lot of like not what you think of as Black Sabbath shit. No, it's bluesy bullshit. Number, number four, Iron Maiden, Number of the Beast, nineteen eighty-two. Yeah, sure. great. Should be in the top five. Yeah. Um, it's not actually my favorite Maiden record, but it's really good, and it's uh, it's the people's favorite Maiden. Yeah, record. if you ask anyone about you know a nodding familiarity with metal, yeah, this is going to be one of the albums that they're like, oh yeah, this thing, yeah. Right, um, there's there's only there's it's a almost flawless. It just has Gangland on it, which I mean, it's not although very good. I I would make the case I did in my notes that maybe this should be top three, which is like it's four. I know I'm really splitting hairs, but I I feel like well, why not? This get, this is the whole point of this was to go anally go through a list and go. Like, I would put this in a different position. Yeah, I mean, I hope it's entertaining. Like you know, this should get a medal. I feel oh, like this absolutely, album yeah. should get should get a medal. Should be on the podium. Right, right now it's just getting edged out by like by by. Let's see. Okay, this album's too hot. Yeah, Judas Priest, British Steel. Too it's, hot. Uh, by all means, represent represent Judas Priest. Uh, do they have two records in the top fifteen? They do, don't they? Yes. Screw for Jump Vengeance and British Steel. Eh, one painkiller is better than both of them. Uh, this well, has break. Well, this Steel- is breaking the law, which is beautiful, and Living After Midnight, which is also just a fantastic yeah, pop no, song. But this has hooks. I get it. But to say it's the number three metal album of all time, it's like this is a top ten. You could, this should be in the top ten. Sure, it's it's bottom uh, of the top ten. Yeah, the fact is right now, British Steel's got a bronze medal yeah. just hanging off its neck. Doesn't sound right. Not when not when you consider with a the, Union the Jack other... flag thrown around them, <laughs> just like and someone's hand the flowers. It's it, it's too much. This is too much. It's, yeah, it's too high. Number okay. two, Master of Puppets. This should be Ride the Lightning. Uh, 100%. Uh, uh, switch these. Switch these two? Switch these two. Master I'm, of Puppets, I'm 11, Ride the Lightning, number two. R- Master of Puppets, as we discussed, though, is, I think because of battery yeah, and because of the way it sounds, it's like Jedi mind trick people into thinking that it's like 100% the no, best album. It, it just starts really well. It starts really well and it sounds really rad. <laughs> and it has a bunch of like tedious bullshit on it. Yeah. I'm not... It's still... There's, it's worth. I'm glad that it exists, and it's absolutely. Awesome, it, sh- it should be in the top ten. It maybe should even be in the top five, but ah. Uh, but then you have the two Metallica albums in the top five, which is fair. If you're gonna have, it's kind, it's kind of weird though, isn't it? Like you also have to make it like not just a list of <laughs> the top hundred Met- <laughs> top hundred Metallica records are these. <laughs> these are the bootlegs that I got that I really like. <laughs> Again, people who are braver. Yeah, a braver list maker would be like. Fuck you all, man. Like, the thing that should not be boring as fuck. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> Damage <laughs> Incorporated is kind of a shitty song. Like. And it's Orion, which is eight and a half fucking minutes of like... <laughs> There's so long, and we we, we can't we can't relitigate Master of Puppets. They know our feelings about Master of Puppets. We did a solid fucking ten minutes on it. We we did two hours on it that you cut down to ten minutes. (laughs) Um. Anyway, and here, so Uh, yeah, so number one, blast beat drum roll, Black Sabbath, Paranoid, nineteen seventy. I don't know what. I'm disappointed. Like, it's 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 good. It's not the best Sabbath record. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Is it's people who like Sabbath would probably be like Sabbath, yeah. bloody Sabbath, Master of Reality, Volume Four, all better than this. Yeah. Um, and this this is good. This is very good. Like I mean, uh, War Pigs, fucking Paranoid itself. Like you know, Iron, fucking Iron Man. <sighs> I'm as good, but I could like like you said uh, about. Um, Enter Sandman. I could never hear that song again, and that that would be enough time. It'd be totally to... cool. I can kind of never hear War Pigs ever again <laughs> either. I'm, I'm just being real honest with you. To be fair, I still laugh when he rhymes masses with masses. <laughs> like, that that, that you did not you did not make that rhyme for real. Never <laughs> never not be funny. Um, can we talk about that paranoid album cover oh, please, for a second? Look at, this, look at this poor little fella. When you kind of see the CD and it's it's compressed, and you don't really know. It looks like some spooky imp. If you got the actual album cover in 1970, or you look at a high-res photo of it, it's just a dude in a motorcycle crash helmet with a like a what looks like a rubber sword, maybe and a, a car- and a cardboard shield. Like they like ordered a pizza and cut like a shield out of the box. How much cocaine did they use to where they got to be like <laughs> that? Should definitely be the album cover. <laughs> I mean, this is the same band who was like, hey, "It was a giant mirror." Let's uh, stand in front of it. Ozzy, what are you going to wear? Oh, I'm going to wear this silk kimono dressing gown type situation. Hey, you know when, you, when we're done with this mirror, I've got some ideas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, how Imperial High were they? Like, <laughs> I, I'll say this about this terrible Black Sabbath album cover. I really like the font. Um, I'd never noticed that before. That was uh... So that's, I'll just be an art director for a second. Font's great. Image could use some work. <laughs> like it's not the best. They yeah. really write a novel about how awesome Paranoid is. Yeah, I uh, don't know. Planet Caravan, Electric oh. Fun- Electric Funeral is really good. That's one of my favorite uh, Sabbath songs. Yeah, Planet Caravan. I l- I prefer the Pantera version. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> I'm not gonna cut it, but it's definitely <laughs> not true. <laughs> it's weird. No one ever says I prefer the Pantera version. <laughs> I know Phil Anselmo didn't say that, although he did write a very automatically defensive, like liner note thing, where he's like, "Hey, this is Sabbath song. We just thought it was a cool groove. <laughs> Fuck off if you don't like it." Like, why do you automatically assume that your people don't like it? Like, they bought your album. They're gonna like chill. They made a video for that. Like, <laughs> that was a single. <laughs> Look, we're not very confident about this, but we are gonna make it a but single. Probably because it's like, you know. If you're trying to like, maybe this will break in because it's got <laughs> hand drums and shit on it. People love bungos. <laughs> for one thing I remember about 1994, 95, yeah. it was really the period of bungos. That was <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know what I would. I mean, Ride the Lightning would be up there for me as a possible number one. Number yeah, one it's metal album it's hard time. to come up with a better metal album than that. As a, as a diehard Iron Maiden fan, I might I might put like. Power Slave or something like that as the as the yeah. best one because that might be the best Maiden album. Sure. Um, or maybe I'm being too cowardly. Maybe it's fucking Brave New World because that's that was a, <laughs> such a strong comeback. It was like oh, this is brilliant. This maybe is... maybe it was the X Factor. Maybe it was the X Factor. You're right. He has that that great bass intro on uh, Blood <laughs> on the World's Hands. No, no. <laughs> I don't know what I would put. Paranoid seems like a weird choice. It seems like. It's oddly conservative, but it's wrong. Yeah, you know, it's that thing of like where it's like on the surface you read through that and you're like that that map seems to add up, but then when you think about it, you're like, it does it. I mean, th- like, should we just accept that because that's well, like it's, it's you know, obviously it's all subjective. Um, but th- th- other than my hatred of Led Zeppelin and Queen's Rock, <laughs> which is very real, um, like Queen's Rock are objectively terrible. I should be anywhere yeah. near this list. So yeah, I don't have a good answer for this because we're, I'm unprepared and for hot takes. But if you're one of the four people who listens to this, get at us, girl. I can make you feel okay. 
what would your number one metal album be? And show your work. It can't just be like Static X, Wisconsin Death <laughs> Trip, because I really like that album. It's got to have some like deeper relevance. <laughs> like, yeah, it al- be also it, it can't be that. Obviously, it can't be that. <laughs> There's a lot of albums I like that it didn't make this list, and I'm like, I understand why it didn't make this list. I'm not like immediately yeah. like, oh, that why didn't Three Inches of Blood of Ants and Vanquish make this list? It's like because they have why didn't, iron- why didn't the brand new Mutoid Man record make this list? <laughs> yeah, why did Warmones not on here <laughs> or Bleeder, both of which are better than some of the things that are on this list because. You got a time perspective. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's hard. There is to... some some stuff is deeply personal. Where you just like I yeah. I get that you put left hand path rather than Wolverine Blues because it's yeah more people are going to dig that and it is uh, more important. Wolverine Blues is my favorite Entombed album. It should be on this list in my opinion. But yeah. at the same time, I get why it's not. But when you get right to the top and it's like Paranoid, you're like, huh? Yeah. You're not. You're not wrong, but you can do better. You yeah. Know? But it seems like. That was everyone's first idea. Yeah. And then everyone looked around the room and just shrugged. And it's like, okay, I, I, I guess it's paranoid. Like, yeah. Right? Like, we should probably wrap this up. Read some ads. Et cetera. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's cut to our, our favorite sponsor. Whoever this is. <laughs> Keen pod fans like yourself are really into the internet. We see you posting your videos, spamming your likes, and writing your comments. But it does all get a bit much, though. Sometimes you want to take some downtime. But isn't that going to hurt your brand? Aren't people going to be like, what's the deal with Blake? He was all post, 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 now nothing. Unfollow. Blake is the worst. Autopost has a solution for you. By analyzing your social media profile and watching you while you sleep, we build up a complete picture of you. A furrow and complete picture, Blake. We know what you'll like about the latest Arcade Fire album before you do. We'll predict your hot take on the recent scandal in your local indie rock scene to within 7%. We'll even keep your profile updated with long lens pictures of you. Pictures you won't even see us taking, Blake. If you're thinking, that sounds great. I can't wait to get started. The, the good news, we've already begun. We have data going back to 2009, Blake. None of your online followers will ever suspect anything happened to you if you were to stop posting for some reason. I think we both know the reason. Don't we, Blake? Our service is currently in closed beta mode while we hone it down to work on a single user and fight off a frivolous lawsuit from do-gooder privacy advocates. Autopost. We know what you'll do. Don't we, Blake? Okay, so we're back. And... I know we just spent a lot of time talking about Rolling Stone's greatest 100 uh, metal albums. I feel like we fucking went on forever, but we still got to talk about some other stuff. In honor of this reboot that we're doing from uh, Rolling Stone to Bake Off, we're rebooting the podcast (laughs) with... Shilling Hard Cider Blood Orange Reboot. Okay. The reboot is here. It's the Hard Reset Cocktail. Oh, no, hang on. That, that isn't what... Presumably that isn't what is in this thing. It says hard reset cocktail, equal parts, fresh pressed orange juice, and reboot. Add uh, 1.5 ounces of vodka. So that's like... Re- serving suggestion I is mean, pull this into a screwdriver. Is well, the serving suggestion. That's weird. It's like you could drink a screwdriver, but why not also but, buy this <laughs> as well? Do you guys like screwdrivers? Can we get in on that? <laughs> that's like the worst Boilermaker that you've ever had. It's just like... that's, I think it's called an intervention, that cocktail. <laughs> Most important, finally discovered what the fuck batter means to the Bake Off. Yeah, uh, episode four of the Great British Bake Off, and the theme, the the uh, the topic, was batter. Batter. First of all, I want to say that Sue Mel, their dad jokes were on an all time high on this episode. They any pun that they could make about batter, they made. Yep, they were on form. It they, was they, hard. They did everything. No, it, was, <laughs> it was hard to watch. They earned their money on this show. Also tough to watch was our star baker of last week. Old Harry Potter, Tom, Tom a.k.a. <laughs> Tom. There's a batter pun in there that I'm not going to make. He got rough the fuck up. Like, he did a very bad job. His Yorkshire pudding was a debacle because he tried to get too... Too vegan. I don't know. Too, oh, he got too fancy with it where he's like, I'm putting all this stuff in it. And he's like, it's not rising. It's like, no shit, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I looked. At, he was like, looking at his, his oven going, oh, it's not, not happening. <laughs> I'm saying this as someone who's never had Yorkshire pudding, nor do I know what it's supposed to look like. Probably doesn't look like what he made. A lot, was... a lot of them look kind of <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, his his were really bad. Uh, most of them were really 
uneven, but getting them even, like, that's not that important. Like, have you made them before? I've never made them. My, my parents have made them. Oh, really? My mother particularly has, has made them. And, uh, and they're normally filled with stuff. Pastry. They offer themselves to being filled. So and they, Yeah, because they put them in, a, like, a small cake pan, like a cupcake Yeah, like a cupcake pan. They bo- kind of balloon up like a popover, but they're hollow. There's yeah, like a big so they make a little bowl. So, yeah, you can put stuff in them, or you can just literally put them on your plate with Sunday dinner and pour gravy into them. And uh, That sounds just, like the move. It's pretty good. That's how, th- I'm going to be honest as, with you. As individual kind of – the things that they were making were like, they were, I'm going to do miniature Sunday dinner and put, like, uh, like roast roast beef and, like, mashed, mashed, so, the mashed carrots or whatever. Someone did Christmas dinner. And it was like, that's really clever, and that's really cool. I thought that was yeah. a, a nice idea. And you could do sweet as well, because I guess it's not – I don't think anyone did go sweet. But no. You... Well, because they told them specifically to go savory. Oh, okay. They did do a pancake challenge. That was the uh, technical challenge. Yeah. Paul Hollywood, once again, with a shit-eating grin, so pleased with himself that he came up with a technical challenge that involved not giving any direction to people and then judging them harshly yeah, on and the then results. He sat, he sat very, very, and she's like, was this a good idea? And he's like, oh, it was a fucking great idea. Like, fuck, it's brilliant. Like, I fucking told to make a little pancakes, like, and they fucking didn't. I like, <laughs> I, like I love, fuck? I love that your version of Paul Hollywood is just like. He's more of a scumbag in my mind. Just sounds like some dude in Trainspotting. <laughs> 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 Almost Spud, like evil Spud. Um, but like, he actually, he's, he's from Liverpool. He talks with a kind of posh, uh, like a, a fancier accent. But I prefer it to come from like just Heighton or like just Anfield and just like, are they? That would <laughs> be, but you cook know, some fucking pancakes. <laughs> yeah, the, the the none of the pancakes were any good. Um, most ba- of the, yeah, most of the Yorkshire puddings weren't very good. And then they did uh, the churros at the end, which was the churros was tough. Which is also like. That's not even something we have in the, in the UK. Maybe, maybe it's gotten more advanced over the seventeen years I've been here. But it's like, no, we we don't know what that is. <laughs> like, explain to us really slowly. Is, in general, the, this is a rough. This is a, a rough hang of an episode because did, did Tom build a snake out of churros? Was that Tom? Um, he said he did. <laughs> Would be my response to that. Like, yeah. There's also the dude who, like, the Rav. Uh, I think he was the one who made. Uh, he made green tea churros. Oh wow! And, and people were, and they were like, "No thanks." <laughs> like hard pass on this. <laughs> and didn't did Raph have the? Um, I've made a chocolate dipping sauce. Oh cool! And I put wasabi in it. What are you doing? <laughs> well, it's because it's to go with the green tea like churros that he made. That people oh, were like, "These taste." I oh, hate. Oh, I got this. it. It's a theme of unpleasant things. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever didn't had? They, they had to make thirty six churros as well. I was like, <laughs> and it was like twenty four lace pancakes. It's like you're just asking them out on sure just scale at this point. <laughs> it's not even about like. Oh, that, then I put it regular. Fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, th- yeah, they're made by hand. <laughs> like, what do you want? Was there anyone's recipes that you thought actually looked rad that you would eat? I don't remember anyone standing out as being particularly. The, the, actually, the, some of the, the Yorkshire Christmas Yorkshire puddings are pretty good. Yeah, I don't remember who was that? Val? I don't remember who did that. No, it was the woman who isn't Val or Candace. There's like oh, Kate. Yes. Oh, Kate got Kate got fucking fired. At the end yeah, of the she got she got she so, she had to go. It's always a shame because her name sounds like Cake, which is. <laughs> You would think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just as a homonym, you'd be like, oh, I could keep her, obviously. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think of the season so far? We're it's, four episodes in. I mean, I, I got that ginger guy that I don't like, and I, that's kind of, I kind of hate watching it. I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> well, he's a, it's always good to have a villain. Like last season, <laughs> Ian was my he's villain. He's a crap villain, though. Other than, um, other than Ginger Baker really reminded me of various characters in Father Ted. There's, a, there's an opening sequence um, of Father Ted called it's Father Ben, where they do a, a show within a show. Sure. Um, it's very Seinfeld influence. Um, I'm surprised you don't like it. But it cuts to Fa- Father Ben, and, the, uh, and they, they go, oh, Ted, it's Father Ben. And they come and sit down and start watching it. And then it's a parody of Father Ted. It's like a dumb version of Father Ted. And... Uh, do, the, the Dougal character walks in. I think he's called Brendan. He says, "Ah, Ben, I've put my shorts on my head," and he's got like a like pair of boxer shorts on his head. That's Ginger Baker. <laughs> that's that's who. Whenever he starts talking, that's the character I think of. I feel I feel like his accent got stronger in this episode, which yeah. makes me believe that he's putting on an accent <laughs> like those lead singer cranberries. Like he's just like. I don't really have this Irish accent, but I talked about how I was from Irish ancestry in a yeah, previous sure. episode, so now I need to, like, double, double down. down on it. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't quite, like, to, like, a Lucky Charms advert-style, like, thing, but he, he, he was close. He was kind of a, a, a cop in it. I think that was that was the level of Irish he was at. Yeah. Well, I also think, like, there's, like, people like Val who, like, are constantly overwhelmed <laughs> and 
But <laughs> but every once in a while, it's true. She's like she's like in Burger Time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's just out of pepper, getting chased by a fried egg. Like doesn't know what to do. But just when you think, oh, this is definitely this is it. She's like, oh, I make dumplings all the time, so I know how to like steam a bun. Or yeah. she's like just good enough to not get canned. <laughs> she escapes by, even though she again, she's there's no way that she's gonna win this. Right. She can't possibly win. Okay. That's a full episode. I yeah. Think. That's we really we really got into it. We talked about um the car show. We went deep on uh completely arbitrary Rolling Stone. Uh, best of list. Yeah, I felt like that might have been two middle-aged men going, I think this album places higher than this album. In my mind, objectively, I am right. These these fools at Rolling Stone don't know what they're talking about. And also, the top ten list is too conservative, and it is also wrong. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, So, yeah, we got the baking show. Uh, Next episode is pastries. That could be anything. Well, not anything, obviously. You know what it is. Judging by this this season, it's going to be some weird off-brand-ass pastry that's super hard to cook, and they'll have to make, like, 85 <laughs> identical. Is Paul Hollywood selling these things? Is that is that what's happening? <laughs> make 85 churros, and also, you know, we need them now, <laughs> because I got customers waiting. Peace.